All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick and Spencer as they have the breaking news that the Browns had hired their offensive line coach. Yep, we got it done. Offensive line coach. Here we go. But when you lose a Bill Callahan and you don't replace him with his assistant, his apprentice, whatever you want to call Scott Peters, um, and you bring in a new guy, it kind of makes you think, okay, are we changing up the entirety of the, the scheme and protection? And that that does concern me more than if you had. Isn't just that the one up. position group though on the on the offensive side that you like didn't want to yes. have complete turnover yeah. on? Yeah, that would be the one where like I mean they weren't going to move on from Callahan up until it became official that he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to go join my son. Yeah, like it it just yes, exactly what you were saying. It is <laughs> this that's not where I wanted to change things up. That's not where new philosophies I felt like were uh, needed to be introduced, and mostly is. Like, your guards are going to be your guards. Wyatt yeah. Teller is a baller. Joel Batonio, when healthy, is a baller. Um, Posick, I, I, I don't know. I think he's more of a really serviceable center. I don't know he's a truly yeah. great center. But, like, let's be 100% honest. The thing that makes us nervous is what does this mean for Dewan Jones and yeah. what does this mean for Jed Wills? Yeah. And that's, I think, the part that we got to focus in on. What does it mean for someone like Jed Wills? If Jed Wills isn't figured it out by year five, I'm led to believe Jed Wills is going to figure it out. And if you're going to have what is believed to be around the league a downgrade, this is no disrespect to the new offensive line coach, Andy Dickerson. But if it's believed to be a downgrade, then I don't know how it gets better. I'm kind of wondering if we need to wave the white flag on Jedrick Wills. And I know Jedrick Wills is going to be, uh, he's under contract and, and you can't wave him because, uh, the dead cap is already there and it's a, it's a reality that you gotta live with this decision with Jed Wills. But if we're talking about one, one person being the odd man out between Conklin, Dewan Jones, and Jedrick Wills, well, if you've decided you're not going to extend Jed Wills and you're gonna let him walk after this year, maybe you just treat it as a wash. That Dewan Jones is making pennies on the dollar and you can take the money that you're taking with Dewan Jones and as far as the cap is concerned, it doesn't actually get moved. But in your brain, you can be like, all right, left tackle spot, I'm spending $16 million. Well, I guess I'm spending $16 million. And we start the kid that is going to be in a second year that could be the future of the team on the left side. That's where my head is thinking. I don't think they're going to do it, but it's what I would do. All right, next up, Jason and Ken on car washes. A few years ago, before I moved to the west, east side, I was living in Ridgeville, and I've I got to know a person who ran a car wash, right? And he's it, we we became friends, and I'm always looking for a different angle, something like that. And I said, you know, this place he's got good customer service, the whole thing. And this is again years ago. And I says to him, I says, I'm moving to the east side. You know, we don't have anything over there. I, you know, let's, let's talk turkey. I'll get involved. And he's like, well, he, he kind of didn't want to tell me bad news. I'm like, well, if you don't think I'm, I'm, I'm smart. Everybody thinks I'm stupid, but I'm smart. I go, if you don't know, he goes, no, it's not that. He goes, I got to warn you. I go, what? He goes, this is a cyclical business. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, there's a lot of major corporations or like investors that come in. And he goes, every 10, 15 years or so over the last, they buy them up. They buy them from people, they run them, and they basically run them into the ground. And then you'll see all these places closed down. And then new owners will, new owners actually want to do it. They'll buy it, 
They'll run it. Well, they they'll run get it. a customer base, and then they get bought out. They run it to launder their meth money through. Right. Whoa, whoa, According whoa! To the hey, research hey, that I've, hey, I've seen. hey! Reckless speculation. <laughs> it's a Breaking Bad reference. Settle down. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to get some business done too, and you're ruining all, all right. my stuff. You're telling all, all my tell business us out there. about you, Lord Almighty. Still Always that, about Ken. Still doing that coke mule in that you used to do, or that was like eight times. Anywho, then he's like. He's like, a lot of places are about to open up. A lot of places are about to open there, up. It feels like there's a car wash in every corner. And he was right. He was right. Like, there has been so many, like, out of town that have opened up. And he, I was, I told him, he's like, I told you. He's like, let the, let the, let it blow over. And then maybe we could talk at another time. And it's been a few years. Like, I, the town I live in, they had to put a moratorium on it. I do always think that's fascinating. Uh, like I so when when I was downtown, I was like, there needs to be an indoor golf simulator place because there's not one really downtown. And then uh, within me thinking that, all of a sudden, several popped up in the downtown area and downtown vicinity. And it's like, oh yeah, people take care of the need. And if you think you have an idea to take care of the need, other people have already thought that they have this need and it needs to be filled. It's kind of wild how that works. I never thought about it with car washes uh, from the east side perspective because I'm on the east side. No, I still feel like we could use some car washes. I don't. I don't feel like they're not everywhere. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Ken owning a car wash though would be high comedy for me because I the man is so he's so busy. How is he going to own a car wash? And also, the man claims to have zero control or idea of what his finances are. How is he going to own a car wash if he doesn't know how much money he even has in the bank to buy the car wash? I would love to know what he thinks he makes in a given year. I, I just, I just want to know spitball. I, I just think he's got no concept of money, uh, and that's all I, that's all I'm led to believe. I, but I don't know what year. I would love to know what year his financial brain is living in. Is it like 1997 when he was like, you know, 10 years old and was trying to maneuver how to be a young man with money for the first time? Like, did it stay in 1997, or did it upgrade to like the current year, or is he beyond the current year? Where he thinks like $100 is absolutely nothing. Because $100, like 20 years from now, is going to be basically nothing. I would die to know. That setup would make me so scary. I, I'm just, I'm happy that's not me. Uh, not the fact that he makes a lot of money. That that I would take. I'm talking about the fact that I, I I know what money, I know what things cost. I know what things cost. Man, him owning a car wash would be fascinating though. All right, next up. Dan on the new subscription model for sports. Here we go. So let's say you're an Arizona State Sun Devils fan and you want to watch their college football game, okay? So what you would have to do now is, of course, go to your phone, figure out which station and which time is going to have the Arizona State football game, and then go to that particular station or that particular streaming app at that time to watch it. What this will do is it would make it that you want to watch the Arizona State game, there's only one place it's going to be, and it's going to be on this app. And it's the same place that you're going to watch Arizona State baseball, and it's the same place that you would watch if the Phoenix Suns were on TNT that night, you would watch them right there too. So that's the whole idea behind this, is instead of right now to watch the Phoenix Suns, if they're on TNT, you'd have to go to the Max app to go watch there. Now it's all in one place, and they want to charge you one flat fee for everything all in one place. It's dumb. It's not going to work. I thought about it. I spent 24 hours thinking about it. It's not going to work. They're, they're charging $50, basically, for something that we can get for 60 to $70 on like a YouTube premium type uh, situation. 
And we have how many more channels that are not sports-related? It really only works if you're a diehard sports fan. If you're Danny Cunningham, right? you're a diehard sports fan and you have no interest in anything outside of sports, then it's perfect. That's for you. But how many people exist like that? I think that number is so tiny that I don't think it's going to actually become something that is sustainable. And also, by the way, they don't have CBS on this. So, uh, for instance, they don't have the Super Bowl this year. They don't have any of the – like we talk about March Madness, how they have TNT, TBS, the True TV, Triumvirate. Well, guess what? The best games they put on CBS. So you don't have CBS in that mix. What are we doing here? It's just it's just not good. It's, it's, it's not. I'm not saying it was badly thought out. I'm just saying it's not gonna it's not gonna thrive. And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the money that they used to get from 2013 subscription cable models, and they're trying to make it current day. And that it's gone. It, poof, like smoke up in the air. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. That's like the the baseball card industry was hot like three years ago. It's not hot anymore. Time has passed. Will it come back again? Probably not. Same thing with cable. Cable uh, cable for ESPN and sports packages were never higher a decade ago. They're not going back in the other direction. Even though sports is very valuable, it's not happening. All right, Nick and Spencer on the Sphere in Las Vegas. I think it's the stupidest thing. Why? It, it's like... See, well, you and I are saying this as sober people. <laughs> if you're in Vegas and everything's just a little bit legal, I think you might feel different. But you like, mean climbing the sphere? Or you, no, no, I'm saying no, the sphere no, in general no, is no, I seems stupid. Yeah, no, no, we are in a complete agreement. Like climbing the, s- the sphere is stupid. <laughs> there's no, there's no way you can paint that as anything other than a bad drug trip or just flat, <laughs> flat out stupid. My point is, you are not going to understand the real wow factor if you're sober and you're not up on the thing. You're watching a video in Ohio. It just feels like the sphere is like the peak of like American gluttony of just like. Oh, what's the biggest thing that we can put screens on? And everyone, like, we just get so excited. Like, you go through the section at Walmart and there's all these TVs and you're like, oh, that one's bigger than mine. What is our obsession with screens? Who cares that this building has a massive screen and it's just, like, projecting random things out there, like I, the helmet of the Chiefs or the helmet of the 49ers? I don't care. I think you need to take more drugs. Care. I think that's the reality here. I mean, bigger is better. I got no problem with us moving towards a big screen mentality. The sphere is cool. I like the take, but the sphere is cool. Uh, it is. I don't even know what it does. I know YouTube does YouTube uh, does concerts there, and as a concert venue, it seems like whatever. I just I like the I like the view from the wind golf course where you're staring down 17 iconic hole, and then you're just looking at the this big sphere that has a smiley face on it. It's I don't know. I think that's fun. It's fun. It's uh it's it, 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 you know how hard it is to create landmarks anywhere. That's why we have the free stamp downtown Cleveland. It's a dumb thing, but you're trying to create something that'll stick. So it's like, oh, meet me at the free stamp. Oh, you know what we have? We have a free stamp. It's dumb. It didn't work, but it, at least you're trying, you know? It's very hard to come up with something that sticks. It's hard to come up with the bean in Chicago, right? Something that uh, everyone will see and instantly be like, yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's do that. It's very hard. All right, last up, it's going to be Jason and Ken. The two of them discussed Chris Fedor's comments here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterman last night with Evan Mobley and three-point shooting. 
I wanted to strangle Minus you because you said it was a nonsensical I thought it was nonsensical. I did think it was a nonsensical conversation, and actually I still do. The only reason I didn't fight you back on it is because I had to use the bathroom during that interview, so I walked out of the room, and in Lima had to finish it up. There you go. You happy now? You're ridiculous. Now, 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 I'll finish no, the, every, now that everything's cleared up, I can fight you on the thing now because every, I don't think that, I think we're wasting our time if every, you want Evan Mobley shooting a bunch of three. Well, since you were sitting on the toilet and didn't hear what I said. I didn't say what I was doing I'll in the bathroom. I'll repeat what I said. You assume. I'll repeat what I said while you were sitting on the toilet. I, the Cavs complete. Might have been around a toilet seat, but I can't say I was sitting there. By go the ahead. way, I agree with everything Chris said up until that point. I agree with everything he said. All that is true. But the Cavs remade their entire style of the way that they played while Darius and Evan were out. They went to this one-in, four-out, four-shooters-around-one-big style that if you're going to play Jarrett and Evan together, if you want to continue playing that style, okay, and you want to play Jarrett and Evan together when all the minutes restrictions are lifted, one of two things has to happen. What? Evan has to be on the perimeter taking and making threes, or you can't play that style anymore. And that style's been really, really good. That's why they're 19-4 and four in their last 23 games. Yeah, they haven't had that style. And listen, I'm not trying to bag on them here, but they haven't had that style because they've also played a lot of terrible basketball teams. They've well, played a lot of terrible basketball teams. Are the Kings terrible? Because they absolutely they, cooked they the cooked, Kings the And night. I didn't take that away, but most of the teams they've played have been terrible. And now I'm asking you questions. I'm not trying to make point-counterpoint just yet. I will tell you when. Oh, is that so? I will so? tell you when. The Kings do not fit. The, they've played some bad teams. Yeah, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. They've shot the ball incredibly well at an incredibly high clip. Now, can they sustain that? I mean, this is the point last year, by the way, where we went to war over Dean Wade, if you remember that. Because this is when they got rid of Kevin. Did I go to war with you over yes. Dean Wade? Yes. Yes. I would not. In the playoffs. Oh. Because I said they got rid of Kevin because they wanted to play Dean Wade more, and that's why Kevin left, because they were ready to play Dean. They were ready to give Dean those minutes. And you and Anthony I'd went nuts. I'd rather play nuts. Dean Kane than Dean Wade. Good line at the end there. All right, we're going to talk more about that, including the fact that Evan Mobley did take and hit both two three-point attempts that he had tonight. Okay? That's a weird way to phrase that. He made two three-point attempts. He hit them both. We'll talk about it as the Cavs finish up their game against the Wizards. It's going to be a win. I don't know that it was pretty, but we might have to go through a win is a win is a win mentality for this one. Two one six four seven four to below 92. If you're hanging, hang tight. We'll get to you as well. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle in here with you on the fan.